Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, it's more Mizzou football, just kind of quick hits news to get through. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Tigers being number nine in the AP poll, maybe do some uh, bowl game talk that'll obviously um, ramp up over the course of the next two shows um, with where we think the Tigers will end up in that New Year's Six discussion. So we have some things to talk about there uh, and then some men's basketball news as well. We're going to recap the uh, SC State and the Loyola Maryland games because uh, we missed that one. Uh, the SC State one last week. Plenty to dive into. Uh both very frustrating wins, I think, is the best way to describe those. So we'll get into those. Um, and then they have Pitt on Tuesday, so we'll do a preview of that game. Um, and then we'll do quick hits. So we got uh, Ken Sports Shorts, Best Pizza of the Week, Dirty Birds, Fraud Rankings, uh, and the Ratio Community Note Bonk Joke of the Week um, to close out the show. So good one for you guys. The Unwritten Rule is all presented by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling. With the NFL in full stride in the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. And Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up to minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet Online is a top spot for everything for both pro and amateur sports. It's not just the big four. Bet Online has info available right at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played from MMA to international soccer. We'll have the best beats of the week later. Um, Sicko, bet online. We use those lines. So head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts and the unwritten rule starts right attention everybody stop what you're doing it's time for the unwritten rule a mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the believe network alongside peyton haverman and kenny van doren here is your host jack knowlton welcome back to the unwritten rule today is monday november 27th and peyton that is not getting edited make you look good sorry dude well you were um, saying things at the beginning anyways so it won't make you look good staying in i don't care um anyway yeah what are we talking what was i doing oh yeah welcome back to the unwritten rule today is monday november 27th and mizzou football is number nine in the ap poll and thanksgiving day committing and uh getting guys who don't play transferring all sorts of kind of randomness news we had uh, over the weekend post hogs win which was an awesome awesome game um kenny i'll go to you first because uh you were not able to join us for that game feel free to give your two cents into what was a electric game i mean me and peyton you know we got all into it we had people fired up it was an awesome game yeah um arkansas fans are right it's not a rivalry if it was a rivalry arkansas would maybe win the win in the series uh arkansas is now two and eight against Mizzou since the Tigers joined the SEC. Pretty abysmal. Um, Sam Pittman had no control of that team. From watching a Christmas movie in November in the locker room before Thanksgiving to a lot of those guys just pretty much going after Mizzou players there at the end. And you can you can take whichever side, and you can call it homerism that we're taking the Tigers' side. I mean, those Arkansas kids had nothing to play for, and it was pretty evident. And um, going down the stretch, 
and the Arkansas team just sucked. And it, it did suck to not that KJ Jefferson couldn't, you know, play like maybe what could have been his last game in Arkansas, finish it out. We talked about his first game in Arkansas was against Missouri. So that, I mean, nothing but respect to KJ Jefferson for what he accomplished in the SEC. Very unfortunate that he didn't get to go out on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you never want to see anyone get injured. I don't think, I, I don't like to root for injuries. I think most of us, at least two out of the three of us on this podcast don't. Um, but, you know, it, it was still a, mm -hmm, sure. I felt, but uh, it was still a, it was still a resounding nice victory for Mizzou. Great to see them, uh, you know, just end the, end the season with a big win over the Hogs and expected win over the Hogs. I was glad we didn't have another Florida. I don't think my heart could have taken um, another game that went the way full of the Florida game did. And now you're looking at a New Year's Six Bowl, which um, let's get into last. Let's hit on this news, um, this just, you know, quick hit news first. And then I want to talk about the AP poll ranking. Obviously, we're recording this before CFP stuff. Um, so, you know, we don't know where that all will end up, but we will eventually. But I, I do want to talk about that. But let's do the news first. Um, we had Thanksgiving commitment uh, news. The grind don't stop for Eli Drinkwitz on the recruiting trail. Um, he posted the bat signal and landed a three-star uh, offensive tackle transfer from the JUCO level, Javen Richardson. Uh, Hutchinson, Kansas, Hutchinson Community College. I believe a bit of a powerhouse in the JUCO ranks, if I um, remember correctly. But yeah, Javen Richardson, three-star offensive tackle. Uh, nice to get another uh, transfer pickup. What do you boys think of uh, of this guy here on a little Thanksgiving uh, recruiting action? Yeah, he's from Hutchinson CC. I think Kenny made the joke that uh, the Hutchinson CC pipeline uh, continues for Mizzou. Um, I think that includes uh, Dylan Leibel, who is like the fourth string quarterback right now. Um, but no, I mean, that's the 16th commit for Mizzou in the class. Uh, they got to start stacking up bodies. They're going to have to hit the portal pretty hard uh, just at a number of positions. I mean, you're going to lose half the, the old line because Javon Foster and Xavier Delgado will be back. So it's good to get as much depth there as you can. Um, so, yeah, good pickup. Uh, far from the last, I'm sure, just at even just the old line. And we know he's not going to be Javon Foster, but it is good to go after a like, tackle just to have another body, another guy to evaluate in the spring. And then during the summer, as you start to shuffle that offensive line, uh, we already know Armand Membu's a dog and he's probably going to move over to left tackle at some point. And um, Peyton even texted me and said, it's going to be hard to stop that guy from going pro after his third season. And I mean, he's just been lights out. And we saw even at the beginning of the season, there was a dog list from the athletic and he was on there. And we, we've known about Armand Menbu and what, what he's had to show. And um, the one thing I will mention about Hutchinson is that Dylan Leibel is not the only current Mizzou uh, player that went to Hutchinson at one point. The other one is Demarion Peanut Houston. If we have not seen the season uh, due to injuries at the beginning of the year, he caught a touchdown pass uh, in the bowl game last year, for those that might not remember. So uh, there is a, a small connection there. Some role players have come through. Uh, Dylan Leibel may never make a – uh, have a snap in a Mizzou uniform, but uh, he sure impressed Drinkwitz during practices um, during the summer. Yeah, uh, Peanut Houston. I mean, shout out the pipeline is 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 very real. You know, you, you gotta you gotta tap into those JUCO ranks um, from time to time. Another guy who has not seen very much snaps this year um, and is leaving the program for Mizzou, according to Gabe DeArmond on Twitter. 
Um, confirmed to the team spokesperson, this is, I'm quoting this tweet, uh, confirmed to the team spokesperson that Mizzou wide receiver Dennis Jackson left the team in recent weeks. Da- Jackson had transferred in from Ole Miss, didn't see a lot of playing time this year. I was trying to remember when I had heard, last heard Dennis Jackson um, getting into a game. Kenny, I think you said it. It was the Kansas State game. Me. Play one snapper. Maybe it was Peyton. Sorry, Peyton. Your credit to you. Yeah, that was me. The, that was his only I appearance. I said that because right? I remembered it. Um, <laughs> no, he he has two weird oddities that I can remember. He had a catch in the Middle Tennessee State game that they credited to Jaden Jernigan, um, and that, to my knowledge, has still just never been fixed. But I know it was Dennis Jackson. Uh, the other time. Uh, Obviously, Dennis Jackson, I mean, he was like, I think he was almost right after Theo Weiss committed. So I think they expected him to have a bigger role, but kind of just never panned out that way. The other time I would remember him, and I think it was honestly the last snap he ever played uh, at Mizzou was in the Kansas State game. Mizzou had a third and like seven, eight, like a third and medium to long. Uh, They threw a ball out to him, see if he could maybe – make a play with the ball in his hands, get past the, make a corner miss and get a first down. He dropped it. It was in the red zone. They had to settle for a field goal. I don't think he played another snap. I mean, in the weeks following, uh, Daniel Blood played against LSU. Uh, Makai Miller got back healthy. Um, I know that Josh Manning was on the field a few times. He just got, just bodies kept showing up. He kept getting passed on the depth chart. Just is what it is sometimes. Uh, Certainly don't think he would have any ill will towards Mizzou. It just is a situation of the numbers game kind of caught up to him. Marquise Johnson, I'd also throw in there. I had some explosive plays and pretty much just took over. And um, I I was kind of thinking about him the other day because I was like, I still haven't seen this guy in a while. I remember when he came over from Ole Miss, kind of some hype around it. Anytime a guy transfers within the SEC, um, you're you're feeling kind of um, excited about it just to see what he can bring to a team. Uh, very unfortunate for him. Don't know if there's anything else that went behind the scenes. It just kind of played into his decision to go elsewhere, but you kind of wish him the best uh, moving forward. And, and if he had the talent to move within the SEC there, I wouldn't say he's going to move within the SEC again, but I'm sure he could land with uh, maybe a good group of five team or even maybe a lower in power five and just kind of find his footing again. Um, but I mean, kind of unfortunate. Yeah, we'll see what ends up with him. Peyton, you going through the specific last play that he had reminds me of like, I I have an account that'll pop up on my Instagram. That's like, it's called like NFL least memorable plays. And it'll just show a highlight of like a kickoff going out of bounds for a touchback. And it's just at the clip will end. That that felt like you were, you were describing a video on that account, throw that in there. Um, But yeah, he's out the door. Um, It would seem other news. um, Gabe also provided the red shirt status for Mizzou's freshman. Um, according to the Tigers, I guess, participation report. So burn the red shirt, no longer uh, red shirt freshman. Daniel Blood, Marvin Burks, Jordan Harris, Marquise Johnson, uh, who Kenny mentioned, Josh Manning, Brett Norfleet, our guy, Philip Roche, and then kept the red shirt, uh, Craig the leg, break, Blake, Craig, excuse me, um, Brayshawn Little, John, the best name in football, Shmar McNeil, Jamal Roberts, Brandon Salas. Um, oh, I'm going to butcher his name. Kenny, can you help me? Is it Sir? Serigne Tonkara, Serigne Tonkara, Logan Reichert, Nicholas Deloach, uh, Gabar Johnson, and Chakai Lang. Uh, so there you go, red shirt guys. I don't think there are any surprising names on there. Um, the ones who burned um, the red shirt, I'm I'm glad they did because their impacts have been great with Johnson and, and Norfleet. 
I'm a little I'm I'm surprised McNeil didn't wind up burning his because he is someone I remember um the coaching staff was very high on for a while. I know he dealt with injuries for a few weeks. Um, but I am a little surprised by that. Like Craig almost did because they thought maybe yeah. he was the solution on kickoffs. That didn't wind up happening. I do remember Drinkwitz saying point blank before the Arkansas game they weren't going to play Brace on Little John so he could keep that red shirt. And obviously most of these other guys, I mean, like are complete freshmen. Jamal Roberts, Brandon Solis, Riker. I mean, those are all – I mean, Jabari Johnson, uh, all freshmen. So nothing overly surprising there. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys talked about in the, the recap. I still haven't had a chance to listen, but uh, Jamal Roberts seeing the field was a we pretty did. neat thing to oh, see yeah. there for uh, did not getting bring that, that one up. rush. Um, but when you look at, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that this freshman class feels a lot more of an impact than that 2022 one. And I know you can you can point out Luther Burden was you know the, the best freshman on the team last year and you know provided so much of that offense, but. Overall, it's just like there was a lot of good role players, a lot of guys moving in and kind of getting their feet wet early. Um, and I think that's that's something good to see from the Tigers moving forward, because you look back at the 2021 class. I mean, it was ranked so highly um, for the Tigers. And a lot of those guys are no longer with the program. You talk about Travion Ford as one of the big ones on defense who came in. Um, Tyler Macon on offense, at quarterback, never really got it going. And uh, you kind of just weighing the options and you see these guys are just impacting early. And some of them aren't even like, Big time, uh, you know, three stars and four stars. A guy like Jordan Harris, we mentioned before, kind of new to football. Um, started halfway through high school playing football, and uh, he had some great blocking. And I was a little bit surprised, to be honest, that he got on there. But kind of started thinking about it more of those games where he was a primary blocker, that he did burn it. Um, but a good group of guys there. And, I mean, Daniel Blood um, is kind of a big story to me. Uh, he comes from the same high school as Justin Jefferson, was committed to Lafayette, uh, Louisiana Lafayette decommits i mean he didn't really have many big power five offers and to make an impact that early for the tigers he had a good uh good catch against lsu which probably meant the world to him um I, that's a guy i would keep an eye on moving forward could be like I, he didn't have like the ranking of makai miller and mookie cooper but he seems like a guy that would just give you a catch whenever you need one you're just surprised you've been a daniel blood guy i feel like i remember that <laughs> I, when he made I, the lsu catch you were hyped I remember I talked to him a couple times, and I had a cousin who, who's been on the show before, Nick Dalheim. He's been on. We we do our uh, NCAA tournament predictions and games. Oh yeah. And he 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 asked me to ask him. He was like, "Is he a, does can he gritty well like Justin Jefferson?" And I asked him, and I said, "You'll see." And so we still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Daniel Blood touchdown. will show us the gritty. I don't know. There the gritty might be too out of style now. Like he's gonna have to do that one dance. Have you seen the dance that guys do where they can like? They like float. It looks like they're like floating when they like. It's like the like, it juby like shuffle with sideways. Yeah. yeah, I don't even nice know what it's called, up. but I'm out of touch. But it like that that looks sick. I would love to learn how to do that. But um, anyway, yeah. Shout out Daniel Blood and a good group of a good group of guys for the future. Um, more future stuff, Kenny. I'll turn this mostly over to you. But I remember seeing this news. Um, we had Trajan uh, Greco, a four star. Um, he's listed as a safety. I know on on three rivals list him as an athlete. Um, he was a Georgia Tech guy, decommitted, and now I think has a bunch of future casts in for Mizzou on rivals. Um, seems to be uh, very much trending in Mizzou's direction, a guy to maybe improve this recruiting class. For sure. I mean, <laughs> I keep talking about the flip this season, going after some of these, uh, yeah. the four stars that are committed to some of these other Power 5 schools like Georgia Tech, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. 
And this is just another name to keep an eye on. I mean, you can go on all the sites. I mean, there's only one primary recruiting site, and Gabe does a great job over there at Power Mizzou, and he could give you all the answers before it actually happens. Um, but looking at it, like you mentioned, he is an athlete. Georgia Tech did recruit him as a safety. And, I mean, you think about it, who's the primary contact that he's having with the Tigers? I mean, I would kind of go with Baker. I mean, he's just um, – Blake is the safeties coach and also the defensive coordinator. If you're going after a four-star that you're pulling a commitment away from ACC school, I know, I mean, Mizzou is better than Georgia tech when you look down the line, but um, I think that's probably, he's probably his main contact at the moment. And that mean, that would just elevate this class even more, even after losing Cam Dooley. Hey, Georgia tech played Georgia close. Give those yellow jackets some respect. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, an important name to watch Trajan Greco again is the, is the guy to keep an eye on. And I would think you mentioned with Baker, like he is an athlete, but given, you know, we just talked about this wide receiver room, pushing an old miss transfer out. I would think they'd be recruiting him to play defense. But. It is an interesting thing. I just want to point this out. I was um, just on the LSU side that LSU has rec recruited this guy, this quarterback in the state of Louisiana, who has like the most total yards now for the division that he plays in. He's mm. played quarterback his whole high school career. He's being recruited as a safety. So, I mean, it can always just flip at one point. And you look, talk about Jamarian Wayne, uh, who's moved back and forth from safety to wide receiver uh, for the Tigers the last two years. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to predict any or call any shots. Maybe Jamarian Wayne kind of looks at the portal just because he just really has an opportunity to stick anywhere. We've seen him on special teams a couple of times, but he's been having to switch around a lot. Yeah, I I find it fascinating that guys can get to a, a power five level and switch positions like that and still be like very elite. I mean, you mentioned we've seen it with, you know, a bunch of guys. So um, some names to keep an eye on. Trajan Greco out of Georgia Tech might be the one to transfer. Um, OK, I want to get into this a little bit. And I know that, you know, it's going to it's going to probably sound like we're beating a dead horse by the end of this week. But it is the conversation that. Um, you know, everyone's going to be having now that Mizzou does beat Arkansas, gets that 10th win. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. I said he was a Georgia Tech. He's not a transfer. He was in a he's a decommitment. Excuse me um, for Greco. Anyway, conversation that I think everyone's going to have this week. Uh, Mizzou gets number nine in the AP poll um, as announced on Sunday. And and now it's New Year's six time where, you know, it, it feels like every outlet is reporting. Um you know, everywhere, like they're all but guaranteed for a New Year's six. That's what we feel. I think that's what every Mizzou fan feels. I'll tell you what, it's not what Ole Miss fans feel. I hate to call them specifically out. And also just, you know, there, there's just some weirdness. I know, like, I'm, I'm drawing this mainly from the predictions I saw from Andy Staples, who did not include Mizzou in his list of New Year's six games, which just feels a little bit ridiculous to me. And, and I know we'll keep getting into it. We're going to have champ week. Stuff's going to get all topsy-turvy, um, you know, you're probably a little bit, well, maybe not grateful that Mizzou isn't in the playoff, but if they were in that conversation, it'd be even more difficult to say where they're going to go. I can speak from that with where Alabama is, but it just seems weird to me that it feels like there's some momentum in a lot of people, some, some people, at least in the Ole Miss circle specifically, I think this team is going to miss out on a New Year's Six Bowl. I want to get y'all's take, like, is that, like, that won't happen, I think, at least because of a team like Ole Miss? No, it could happen. Uh, I just don't think it's very likely. It certainly, I mean, the committee can do whatever they want. They could go yeah. into, they could go into this week and re and, and look at everybody's roster and decide, you know what? We're going to have Ole Miss jump Mizzou. I, there's 
pretty much no reason for them to do that, uh, considering the last few weeks, or last two weeks, really. They not only decided Mizzou was better than Ole Miss, but better than Penn State and even Louisville. Um, so I can't imagine they'd reverse course that hard and have them flip, but they are within their rights to do that. Um, the Andy Staples thing is just kind of strange because his whole reasoning was that he thinks the committee will re-examine um, the, the resumes of each team and flip it like that. I, I just don't – I can't imagine – like the only example he could really give was back in 2014 when TCU dropped from three to six um, after I believe not getting to play in the conference title game because the Big 12 was antiquated and didn't have a conference title game. Um, it, I wouldn't worry about it. There is also still a way if the conference championships really don't break Mizzou's way that could force them out. Like, but that would take Ole Miss winning, Louisville winning, Iowa would have to beat Michigan, which is just not happening. All three of those things would have to happen for Mizzou to drop out that way. So it's not the it's not impossible for Ole yeah. Miss to get in over over Mizzou, especially if a bowl game really likes Ole Miss like more than Mizzou. But at the end of the day it's the committee's call. And if the committee has Mizzou over Ole Miss Oh, well, that, that's, there's nothing either one can do at this point. Neither one of them have another game this year. So You meant Alabama, right, over Ole Miss yeah, in, you that, meant in, the SEC tie, in the SEC game? Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, but, yeah. no, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. It's not the most impossible thing in the world, but it's very unlikely. And Andy Staples also left out Penn State, which has been, I mean, another thing that Penn State fans are a little bit confused about. Um yeah, I mean, it's it's like a, a total like different feeling from Friday. I mean, after the Friday game, right. everyone was saying New Year's Six. Everyone on the field was saying New Year's Six. When Cody Schrader was getting interviewed by CBS, they said, congrats on making a New Year's Six Bowl. And now, just like two days later, it feels like, okay, Ole Miss is going to – these things, schedules are going to get reevaluated. The wins are going to get reevaluated, and Ole Miss is going to take it. It's just a total flip in the feeling of how things are going to go. And, I mean, the Ole Miss played the day before, too. That's what – even just makes it weirder is that they played on Thanksgiving. I, I would point out this is literally just a thing that Andy Staples and Ole Miss fans have been saying. This is not something that has come from. I mean, Jerry Palm still has the exact same New Year's hmm. Six as he had before. He has Mizzou playing Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Andy Staples has neither one. Jerry Palm has been doing this for a long time. I will say. It, I think a lot of this will, and Mizzou fans may not like this because of what ha the whole debacle last year, but Brett McMurphy knows what he's talking about with these bowl games. If he comes out tomorrow and still has Mizzou and Penn State in a New Year's Six, I would, th I think that would put all of this to bed, especially on Tuesday when the CFP committee rankings come out. I fully expect Mizzou to still be at nine, and that'll be that. I don't think there's any real way especially when you look at Ole Miss is coming off a 10-point win over Mississippi State. Mizzou is coming off of a 34-point win over Arkansas. Mississippi State is a little better than Arkansas. They even beat Arkansas 7-3. That win, Mizzou's win is better than Ole Miss's. I mean, that's just the way it is. I think the committee values what have you done for me lately, and the fact of the matter is Mizzou has been more impressive lately than Ole Miss has. Yeah, I think you both make sound points. Kenny, sorry, I cut you off, I think. 
Yeah, you know, I love those graphics that Brett posts as well. I mean, he, whenever you see your team on there, it's like, oh, like I'm going to read this. This is something good. What if he comes out and it's the same graphic as last year, Kansas, Missouri, Liberty Bowl? <laughs> just what? what copy paste what? the wrong just image? Totally <laughs> troll us. Just ruin everything. Make us feel bad. Like there's something this wrong. This is what I got. Yeah, that, that was my one joke. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can go deep into this next week on our, our Friday episode. Maybe we'll bring someone on to talk about it. I got someone in the yeah. queue maybe to talk about it. But I am um, just selfishly really want the Cotton Bowl just because I want to go see it. And I, I'm going to I'm probably going to go see it either way. But uh, that's the one thing I know you guys talked about it. But that's the one thing I want to throw out there is that I know some people might not want the Cotton Bowl for some reasons, but that might play into the Ken Sports shorts here in a few minutes. Ooh, yeah. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. Um, yeah, I just think it, what what's up? Hey? I was gonna say it does seem like the way the bowls shake out now, especially with the whole Florida State situate Florida State Louisville situation. Um, it does seem. I know I said on Friday's episode I'd pick Mizzou Penn State as the prediction because I don't think Mizzou's gonna get the Group of Five team because. Traditionally, they're going to try and pair the group of five team with a name brand to give that bowl a little more leniency. They don't want to throw Mizzou and Tulane together because nobody will watch that. Nobody neutral is going to watch it. I'm just going to be point blank about that. Um, I, I think Mizzou will get a name, will get a good opponent. I think Tulane or SMU, whoever it is, will wind up getting a name brand as well. If I had to pick now, I would think Penn State will get the group of five and i think mizzou will play texas yeah i think i i would say they're penn state in that or depending on you know, assuming if they lose to georgia i would throw alabama in there as well for the same reasons that you just said peyton it's a name brand national audience will watch it um although i do i i stuck my neck out and we were peyton and i kenny were talking loosely just about championship week um, I put in a prediction. I think Alabama is going to win that game and make all. I kinds no of longer hell. think there's any chance of that. I, what I, I still think it's going to happen. I still I think it's going to happen. That's that's fair. I'm going to ride or die with the prediction, um, and I think that's going to raise all sorts of hell for the CFP situation. But that's a different conversation. Uh, I just think, yeah, this is just going to get some. It's going to be interesting where the dialogue goes nationally. I know a lot of this comes from old Miss circles, but it was something that. There was just a lot of fighting in the replies of that Staples tweet, like of, of people of Mizzou and Ole Miss fans going back and forth about resumes. If only freaking Kansas State didn't have to lose in that snowball and they could have still been ranked because I know people are talking about that because it's like Mizzou only has one ranked win. It's like the stretching arguments, but that's Andy what college Staples football debating about. Last week had Mizzou out of a New Year's six as well. So, I mean, this has yeah. been something he's consistently done. He's consistently been the only one that does not have Mizzou in the New Year's six. Yeah, we'll see. It, it's interesting looking just at with, with these, this last week, like it's something's going to have to kick off in the, in the champ, in the championship games. Cause I feel like all the chaos that we've been saying is going to happen for the last four weeks has not happened. All the teams, all the teams that are supposed be, to keep winning. That would be very bad news for Mizzou if chaos happens in the title games. So they want chalk. They want chalk. They do not Pure want. Chalk. They yeah, want Florida want State no to win. They want. They want Florida State. Washington. To win. They want Michigan. They want no. They the Michigan the Washington Oregon one doesn't. Matter. I guess that doesn't. The winner matter. will get in. But they they don't want Oklahoma State to win. Uh, sure. They want just straight chalk. Okay, never mind. I want no more chaos. No more chaos in college football. We want only chalk. 
Uh, but we'll see just how that combo kind of shakes up as the uh, week goes by. Men's basketball. Um, <laughs> it's a very different kind of conversation Bluetooth we're having in disconnected. terms of a success Bluetooth or a feeling connected. of success uh, for the Tigers. Oh, my gosh. Just bumped my mic. Um, South Carolina State and Loyola, Maryland. Not games, again, that you'd be expecting. Uh the Tigers should have any problems, but once again, just looking shaky at times. South Carolina State, a lot better than the Loyola Maryland game, which Mizzou only won 78 to 70 after being up 31 to 9 at one point in that game. Um, South Carolina State, they dispatched 82 to 59, but still, I don't think we're feeling too much better than we were after what was a horrific loss uh, to Jackson State. Um, you know, after these two, and now it's Pitt this week. Yeah, the Loyola Maryland game was very disheartening to watch. I mean, you get up, you're doing what you're supposed to. You give me a little bit of confidence with that 31 9 start, and then it's just the same thing. Like, some of these lineups are just bad, like bad fits. The East Honor lineups just don't work. I mean, I know Dennis is trying really hard to get them to work. They just don't play right. It's just, it doesn't flow together to me. It just seems like the offense does not, I don't know. And then both of them on defense is a problem at times as well. And Carolero, I just, I don't, I don't see it with him, quite frankly. Um, There are a lot of positives out of those games. Mainly, I thought Ants looked great in both games. Uh, Jordan Butler has been, has splashed a, a, a bit, but I mean, you're not handling teams you should be handling. I mean, even the South Carolina State game, you had to overcome a huge early deficit. Yeah, you're down at halftime by two points. Uh, and it was a good second half there, a good feeling, um, good strong finish from Anthony Robinson, as you mentioned. The fouls are still a little, you know, a little bit just an issue early on. And, and that just comes with moving up to the sec level from high school. And I mean, it'll come and go and he'll get better at that and just staying more into games um, without the foul troubles. But um, I mean, yeah, I think that the South Carolina state game is a good feeling after the, the second half just kind of showed you there were some bright spots. A lot of guys get, you know, piecing it together. Um, I thought Sean East played, played well in that game. He, again, he's been playing like so much in these games, 35 minutes in a game that you won 82 to 59. They just need him on the floor. Um, and he, he performed well, 21 points, eight from thir- eight for 13 from the field, um, looked strong there. And I think it's, it, it's wins or wins. And after you lose to, um, Jackson state, I mean, we had people in our YouTube comments kind of coming after us for not giving Jackson state credit. I'm not going to give a team that's Owen five credit. I mean, I, yeah, you can tell me that the team is not deep. Sure. It's not deep, but Mizzou an sec program that reached the tournament last year should not have a problem with that team. And you can tell me that it's good or not. I'm not gonna. I don't care what league they play in. Mizzou is 25 point favorites. They they yeah. should win that a hundred times out of 100. a hundred. A computer tells me that this team should not be beating this team, and then they beat them. Yeah, I'm gonna be frustrated with that. And if you're a fan, you'd feel the same way. And I think that was just a little bit silly for those people to come after us with that. And you can be. I mean, that's just fandom. Uh, that's they were just fans of their team, but a little bit silly to think that their team should have won that game and. Uh, I mean, good heart, good hustle from those guys, especially in a tough week. But overall, um, I, I didn't get to finish the the end of the Loyola Maryland game. Uh, they got closer at the end. And I, I think I talked with you guys that I think it was uh, Golden Dyke was kind of giving them some trouble off the bench there for a little bit. Uh, I think he ended up, yeah, finished with 
five, seven rebounds off the bench in 15 minutes. Um, I think that was pretty good. I think the, the rebounds have been an issue, and we talked a little about the defense as well. Did Mizzou get out-rebounded by Loyola? Um, total rebounds, 41 for Loyola yes. and 34 for Missouri. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going yeah. to be a long year, guys. This is just not a good basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> I um, just don't have another way to put it. That's really bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I just it, – it's wild to me that – uh it feels like they're playing so many guys and yet Sean East is playing 36 minutes against Loyola and 35 against South Carolina state. Like, you know, he's, he has, like, you're right. He has to be in these games for a while. He has to be, um, you know, on all the time. This team is, is still searching for the guy. I mean, they're, they're in a lot worse of a place than I think we thought they were preseason for me. It's the defense. I just, these defensive schemes and like the rotations they run, um, they leave like I don't I don't need to get like tuned to the nitty gritty, but they leave like short corners open. Like even Ben Arnett, you know, was talking about it on both of these games, doing the play by play. Like it's these it's these short corner like twos and then wide open corner threes. Like this team does not rotate well. Um, yeah, I think they communicate all right and like one on one there they hustle and like Anthony Robinson I think is the best embodiment of that. The guy's a dog on defense. I am buying so much stock into him i know peyton is too i think he's going to be a fantastic player in this league for the next you know two-ish two plus seasons depending on how long he stays there and where his trajectory is but yeah it's just a little bit baffling um and and it's clear they need east to be their their guy all year so hopefully he has the legs for it i i, I trust him too um i know drew king talked about that he's worked hard in the off season, but yeah, just a lot of a lot of frustrating moments. It's only going to get tougher going forward. I, I did, and then like, it, there's just weird things like Don Tanjay like didn't play at all really against Loyola Maryland after starting against South Carolina State, and he hasn't really done anything. So I don't necessarily blame Dennis for like trying to figure it out right now. He didn't play at all. Just he, against Loyola. He didn't play at all against um, No. And he's been dealing with that then, with that foot injury. Yeah. But. And then I get Vanover hasn't quite gotten his feet under him. He's had a couple shifts where he looks like exactly what Mizzou needs him to be, just like a shot block machine. He hit that three against um against South Carolina State. They need him to stretch the floor like that because he can't do a whole ton down in the post, it doesn't look like. Um but yeah, just largely, I mean, it's been pretty tough to watch now maybe they're just playing down maybe there'll be a team that just plays to whoever they play that night that's kind of got to be the hope at this point that uh that's funny that you say that that uh you know it was over thanksgiving i was actually watching i watched both these games with my mom and that like she doesn't watch like too much basketball that often but from five minutes she was like they they're really playing down to this this other team's level. Like they look way better than these guys at times, but they play down. I sound analysis. I mean, honestly, that that is what it feels like. And that happened at times in the non-con last year for this team. The you know the bright spot of that was they also were able to play up and they had the talent to play up. I don't know if this team quite has the talent to play up. Like I I I worry greatly. Like I think they're really experienced. I, I don't think you know that they're going to get too much in their own way, but they're like looking at some of the schedule, like some of the guys 
the teams they play are playing ahead of them has. Pitt was a tournament team. They got Wichita State. That team took them to overtime. Also, the Ronnie DeGray revenge game. Uh, number one, Kansas, Seton Hall, Illinois, all before you have a tune-up game against Central Arkansas, and then it's SEC play. So this team's going to figure out – well, I think – I think we maybe already figured out, but it's this team is gonna, you know, it's, it's gonna, gonna be happen. Test. It's gonna have yeah. to be now. It's gotta happen now. Yeah, yeah. Way to wait. Well said, Peyton. Um, yeah, weird. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, it will be telling. That will be. Yeah, the, that's a tournament the team. All, I think. Yeah, and you have to go on the road. Um, last thing I'll mention is that the Tigers were 15 from 24 from the charity charity stripe in this game. Um, I mean, they haven't had many free throw issues in the past, but that's that's 62 and a half percent. And I mean, that's another thing that just kind of sucks when you shoot that way um, from free throws. And um, when you look at it, when you look back at the Conzo era, when, you know, Conzo was in the dumps, you could always you could always count on some consistent free throws. And we remember that they broke a record when oh they were gosh, playing that. Yeah. Uh, this team is, has been struggling in its own right, uh, but it's not shooting at the free throw line like it did when that, Conzo's teams were struggling. That reminds me, too. It, it's so like that, I think, is the other most frustrating thing for me. I watch and they don't seem to have a guy who can just like blow by a defender and draw a foul. Like that Minnesota game was super um, identifying for that where they didn't go to the free throw line till like late got the and half. one with like eight minutes left. Yeah. And and it's like they don't they don't have the bigs that are are big enough like Kobe Brown was where they can dump it into him and draw fouls. And they don't see like Sean East has a lot of great finesse. He has good touch. He can get by a defender, do a little floater, a touch shot, whatever. But they don't have a guy that can go downhill and just get like a hard nosed bucket or a foul. And a lot of these mid-majors, again, we mentioned credit to Jackson State. Like a lot of these mid-majors, they're playing do like they have guys who just no fear go right to the basket on a 7-5 Connor Vanover and, and go to the free throw line. I would honestly say um, that the guy that kind of closely resembles, closest resembles that, maybe two, Tamar Bates. I mean, he, Tamar Bates does like to drive down there. He doesn't get the fouls much, but he does like to go down there. And Caleb Grill, and that is not what Caleb Grill was supposed to be. So I think that's mm. kind of not. Yeah, he has a lot of hustle. Yeah, I, I I just think this team is like it, it's going to have to be a team that's really good at moving the ball and creating open shots because it just doesn't feel like they have like the one on one sort of skill to beat like high level defenders. I just haven't seen it. They had. Yeah, they had two guys that were elite at that last year in Kobe Brown and DeAndre Goldston. And right. they have not found either one of those yet. Yeah, and again, like you know, Nick Honor and Shawnee's skill sets a little different than that, but yeah, it, it doesn't help. It, yeah, it doesn't help when when you don't when you don't have a guy who can do that. They would love. It goes back. They would love a DeAndre Golson on this team. Love one. Um, shout out Dre. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll do it. We'll have we'll have a recap of the pit game because that's on Tuesday, so we won't have a show before that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll take a look at that. Um, on Friday, but with that, we will segue. We'll finish the show um, out and do quick hits. I'm excited for these Ken Sports shorts. That I, the other thing I was going to say, I completely drew a blank on this. I'm surprised the Hutchinson pipeline couldn't have been. That could have been a maybe good Ken Sports shorts. Not not too many guys. I would have lost. Yeah, that would have been bad. So that would have been a little too hard. So thank you for not doing that, Kenny. But anyway, we'll see what Ken Sports shorts are uh, on quick hits. 
Before we get into quick hits, the Mizzou-Pittsburgh game, quick reminder, is at 6.30 on ESPNU on Tuesday. Listen to that. Also, um, we forgot to call out the Cavs on their bullshit court that had a hole in it that resulted in an injury for one Mr. Mizzou legend, Drew Smith, and now he's out for the season. So um, I don't know. If we know any lawyers, maybe sue. I, I like take action. This is out, outrageous. Who are the ones that made a commercial with Trey Gomelian? The Sticklins. Sticklin Law Firm. Sticklin Law Firm. If anyone from Sticklin Law Firm is watching this, maybe we send them. I don't know what jurisdiction they have um, outside of Missouri. They're allowed to practice law elsewhere. But, yeah, get get your Gomelians. Bullshit on the Cavaliers. Anyway, quick hits time. Uh, Kenny, you're excited about this one. Ken's Sports Shorts. Uh, before we do that, Jack just said, do we know any lawyers? There's a lawyer in his house at the moment. So that was a silly That's question, true. Jack. That's true. I forgot about that. I don't know. I don't know if she does injury law, but we can figure that out. That's twice she's been mentioned on this show. Rarity. Um, hi, Mom. I'm on TV. Ken Sports Shorts, go. All right. Ken Sports Shorts this week. I mentioned it uh, when I brought up the Cotton Bowl a little bit earlier. Uh, we talked about Mizzou football, and that's where we're going to go here. Mizzou's record all-time in BCS Bowls. It's going to be kind of a three-part question. We'll go down the line, um, make you kind of guess the teams that they played. And I'd say BCS Bowl, New Year's Six, it's the re- the regular six. It was changed different names throughout the yeah. time. I always will call it BCS just because that's what I grew up with. You can call it New Year's Six. That's There's also different back. names. There was like the Confederate uh, Bowl stuff. I mean, it was, it was crazy. What? I mean, this is – it had like a different name. It was like the – conglomerate of bulls i mean i could look it up after but do you mean like um, the confederation is that what you meant yeah confederation oh God, of bulls. okay yeah. <laughs> no not the confederate bowl the jefferson um, also, davis bowl or something oh my yeah, God. there is one good. bowl not good there, there's one bowl from the 40s that mizzou played in that's actually not considered a bowl it was considered a festival and so it oh, was that's fun it was a christmas festival and it didn't count as a bowl game uh, i think it still does no they lost but um i'm good. gonna go down the count. list here so Mizzou has played in 10 BCS near six bowls. What is their all-time record? Actually, Kenny, I'm going to be slide glasses on nerdy here. If you technically refer to them as BCS New Year's Six Bowls, Mizzou is zero and zero because they technically haven't played it. Owned. Owned. Boom. Bowls. If you're talking about just the New Year's Six Bowls, then we can have a conversation here. Yes. Um, but I just wanted to get your quiz. Okay. Right. So. Uh, the last one, obviously, they played in the Cotton Bowl. I assume that's what we're counting here um, against Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last okay, one. So that's one. So then, Nolan, it's your turn. Wait, no, I'm asking you to give me the record. I'm not record? asking you to go oh, through the record. Oh, this oh, dude oh, was man. so busy we trying to correct you. The... didn't even hear the goddamn no. question. I thought we were uh, going through every one, one by one. Okay, then. well, so there's ten of them. They've also beaten yes. – they beat the hell out of Arkansas in uh, 2008, they, so that's two. They beat Minnesota, right? That was Outback, so that does not count. Oh, because that wasn't New, oh, New Year's Six. You're right. It's technically right. Citrus. Or, no, that's Reliant Quest. Sorry. Um, this is going to have to be all you, dude. I don't know that – I don't remember the different – like which one would be New Year's Six now and wouldn't See, be – The problem is almost all of those before 2008 – had to have come in like the 60s so yeah and i'm not super yeah i don't know all that because bowls were, we're all young like, all excusing that yeah the, 
the Bulls were like the Wild West back then, too. Um, I'm going to say they're like six and four. Jack, do you have a guess? Um, I will guess two and five. There's ten. There's ten. Oh, my bad. Um, um, four and six. Correct. Jack is correct. Oh, oh wow. are four and six. Um, I'm going to go through these. Um, you tell me when to stop. Yeah, I, I want to hear them. We're going to go through all of them. Um, the so I, I looked it up as well. Before it was New Year's Six, we said BCS from 1998 to 2013. From 95 to 97, it was the Bull Alliance and then the Bull Coalition before that. Um, it's just right. the, the six primary bulls, the six best, mm-hmm. best bulls, whatever you want to call it. And that's what we're talking yeah. about here. Um, starting off in 1942 was the Sugar Bowl, the first time the Tigers played in one. They The Tigers lost two to nothing to Fordham. <laughs> oh, wow. The I Rams. did know that one. I've heard about that one. Yeah. Nick, Nick Honor. Okay, uh, 1946 Cotton Bowl. This is the last one in the 40s. They uh, Tigers also did not make one. They didn't make one in the 50s, but they lost this one as well, 40 to 27 against Texas in 1960. Ooh, Orange Bowl, 14 nothing loss to Georgia, and then in 1961, the first win in the Orange Bowl, 21 to 14 against Navy. 1966 Sugar Bowl, another win here, 20 to 18 over florida uh 1970 got back in the loss in the loss column two here in the 70s orange bowl 10 and 3 against penn state 1972 fiesta bowl 49 to 35 against arizona state which i thought was a pretty interesting one think about yeah. mizzou playing arizona state now i mean that's what you see and then journalism bowl there that uh, back be in like the 70s 80 to nothing game arizona state stinks exactly and peyton mentioned it 2008 cotton bowl arkansas and then 2014 Cotton Bowl went over Oklahoma State, and that is a four and six record. That that's such a wild amount of now SEC teams that they've played, you know, that they play relatively regularly that they faced in big bowl games. Also, two opponents that they could maybe face now with Penn State and Texas. Some par- not very yeah. much parody. I want to play Fordham again. I do not want to watch Mizzou play Fordham. I also the reason I've heard of that is because that Fordham defense is considered the greatest of all time. If I'm not mistaken. So. Wow. Um, so here's my last question. I didn't have uh, I, Davis. I, I told you guys I was, you know, maybe going to throw in a couple there, but I ended up only doing the one, and we went through them. It would have been too difficult to even guess those teams. But um, yeah. this is when I was talking about in 1924. It was the Los Angeles Christmas Festival. Uh, so it, de- it technically doesn't count as a bowl game to su- certain websites; it just counts as a postseason win. Um, but it's it's still grouped in the bowls, um, according to some people. Uh, I want you to guess the opponent and the final score. So this okay, Los Angeles, like, you said. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like this has got to be someone out west. Like I feel like they would base this pretty location-wise. Well, I guess Missouri's in it, so maybe not. One time, we I remember like a question came up between like Mizzou that had USC as the answer. That was when we were trying to guess. We were doing the Pac-12, the Pac-12 record. Teams, yeah. And Mizzou has my played first USC. UCLA. Mizzou has played USC, but I don't think yeah. this is where they played USC. They, they have played USC in LA, but it this wasn't a here. Cross, a Ken Sports what year? Crossover. That's muted, great, dude. but what year? <laughs> um, nineteen twenty-four. Oh my god! Ooh, um, 
That's the how yeah, they got there. No that. We're idea. Like, they jumped yeah. from horse and buggy there, on the Oregon Trail. There. there were no road systems. Yeah. Uh, train. Good God. Yeah, they had to. Was there a train? train. Was there a train? Um, yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, no, there were trains. There were trains back in the 18. Like, yeah, I'm stupid. Don't just don't listen to me. Oh, jeez. Um, is it? Or do we get no hints, right? I mean, you were right about the team being out west. It's a Pac-12. It's a Pac-12. It's got to be a Pac-12 team. Pac-12. My first thought was UCLA think... for some reason. I mean, it's in LA, so it very well could be. UCLA is my guess. Give Peyton a guess, but I'm guessing UCLA. Peyton. I'm going to guess Cal. It's USC. Um, you guys really danced around it. Oh, it is it. USC. God damn. Yeah, that, USC finished the season at 9-2. and two. Missouri entered that game seven and zero, pretty good season for the Tigers. Oh. I don't know if that's one of the years where they claim a national championship. I don't necessarily think you can, but oh, they finished seven and two. A certain yeah, website can, we can. Uh, They entered that game seven and one. I was mistaken. The one loss during the regular season was to Nebraska. Oh, you know what? I know this fact. Uh, that game was actually vacated by Nebraska. I'm lying, but like that would explain why they why cheating that one side. In 1924. Scott Frost was cheating back then. Mm-hmm. Back when he that was his first year as Nebraska head coach. Tom um, good ones, not Kevin. running good a clean program. You want to guess the score? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably uh, like 33 to nine. No, it's actually a, a pretty good points. score here. 27 yeah. total points in this game. 17-10. Jack, your guess. Um. This is where I'm going to get exposed for not being able to do math. Therefore, I will say 20 to 7. It was 20 to 7. Jack, uh, you oh. did really well in this game. Sports me, dude. Um, the attendance for this game, 47,000, according to Wikipedia. Wow. I came down from San Francisco after mining for gold, panning for gold, and watched a football game. Yeah. They were like, yuck, yuck, yuck. We're on panning for gold. We're watch- All right, I'm done. Uh, nice, Kenny. Best beats of the week. Kenny. Uh, best piece of the week, current records. Here's the update. Jack, you are technically in first place now at 22 and 15, with That's Peyton right behind you at 22 and 16. Alabama did win, but did not cover the 14 point spread. I'm at no, 21 and 17. Uh, my future hit because Shitter Sanders' season ended because he sat out his final game and did not have more interceptions this season than Dak Prescott, who already had more at this point of the year. And Memphis also covered the 10-point spread against Temple. Memphis, good win on the Missouri uh, for the Missouri this year. And tell Ole Miss fans that. I think that's what Ole Miss fans aren't noticing. Uh, For this week, this bet comes from our good friend, Zach Hernandez, who's been on the show before and will never be on the show again. And he told me to take Oklahoma State plus 14 against Texas in the Big 12 championship. I don't necessarily know if that will happen, but I believe in Bowman. Uh, he has a connection to a guy I mentioned earlier. Uh, he, uh, Nick Dalheim, they played basketball against each other because Bowman's sister went to Oklahoma with my cousin. Uh, he said he broke his ankles and scored on him a lot, drove on him. So not the best sense. basketball player in eighth grade, but he's been pretty decent this year for Oklahoma State. Oh, wait, your cousin said he broke Bowman's ankles or the other way yes. around? Oh, okay. Uh, I hope this one does not hit. Sure. I just want Texas to... Leave no doubt. Just Oklahoma State game. stinks. This team is Alan so Bowman overrated. looked really bad. Okay, this, I'm gonna say they're so overrated. They lost to South gonna, Alabama. 
it's going to come down to if they can stop Ole or not. You guys forget Alan Bowman played met Michigan last year. Pretty good at reading signals. <laughs> oh. good, one. good one. Good one. Peyton, best beat. Uh, I'm done with college football for the year, unless I see a bowl game I really like. So we're going to college basketball. Yeah. Not even starting at the mid-major level. We're going low major. We're going at the bottom. We're going in the dumpster, baby. Utah Tech, formerly known as Dixie State, is traveling to Lindenwood. Obviously, Mizzou has some very good history against Lindenwood in the bet department, of course. Friend of the show, Ben Sternberg, hitting the crow hop. Uh, half-court three-pointer to cover Mizzou's point spread against Lindenwood. Lindenwood at home is a three-and-a-half point dog to the Utah Tech Bison, I believe. <laughs> um, I don't really know anything about either one of these teams, but this just feels too good to be true. Yeah, uh, betting on Utah Tech is the Trailblazers, by the way, not the Bison. I don't um, know anything about them. <laughs> But uh, I, would I was bet just looking up their, their roster. I wanted to see if they had any transfers. Perhaps they have a guy from Hawaii. Be Beyond. This guy's name Drew is Beyond. B B E O N. That's an electric name. Um, yeah, betting on mid major basketball, low major basketball is the lifeblood of the true sickos and um, betting aficionados out there. It's a very beautiful time. Um, with that said. Fellas, I'll keep brief. I'm in first place. We made a little side bet on if I was going to be allowed to keep betting on Iowa. Peyton's going on his phone because he's a loser. Um, Iowa won. You guys can cry about it all you want. I've got my formula. Sticking with it. 36 is the over-under in the Big Ten championship game. The Hawkeyes will hold Blake Corum. Uh, will hold future Bears quarterback J.J. McCarthy to under 36 points this will this will cover i will continue to bet on iowa until their season is done i'm a sick sick man but i'm in first place damn it give me the hawkeyes to cover uh the under will not cover the under get the under the hit in this game the hawkeyes are not winning this football game that didn't make sense this under will hit though Peyton, back to your bet. Uh, I don't even i have no idea what jack was talking about there but Peyton, back to yours i looked at it and I looked it up. I was like, I'm trying to see if this Dixie State football game is at home. And I looked it up at Dixie State. This is two and nine. I know, I know. And, and so I looked head. it up. And I was like, Dixie State's in the OVC? Like, I was so confused. Oh, And then I yeah. forgot these two teams could play basketball against each other. And I'm glad you you let me know that. Because I was putting it together. And I was like, a three and a half point spread in a title game with Utah Tech as the uh, away team. Hmm. Pretty cool game. Ended up being uh, basketball. Conference re realignment hit FCS football harder than <laughs> FBS. Yeah, if bad. you look at the conferences there, it is messed up. It is bad. Me and Peyton were having me and Peyton had like a like a long discussion about this in a car ride once. We were just looking at all the realignment and just it's like disgusting. Jesus, the travel. It's bad. It's very bad. Anyways, um, Golden didn't have a beat. So Kenny, what's your dirty? Uh, my dirty bird of the weekend is myself. Get tired of winning. I went to St. Thomas High School in Houston, Texas. Uh, we were the Eagles. Tom Eagle was our mascot. That's why I'm a bird. Uh, the reason I'm the dirty bird is because when you catch me off guard and asking for money, probably going to give it to you no matter what your cause is. I mean, you could tell me that I'm going to take this and burn it, and I could still give it to you because you caught me off guard. Uh, my nose was 
uh, in my phone. Uh, I was on Twitter doing something. A group of kids came up to me, asked me for a $20 bill for their basketball team, travel basketball team. I said, sure. I mean, this looks legit. It kind of looked like the Bishop Sycamore logo on their little <laughs> sign they had. Um, I was so caught off guard. I didn't even hear what they said. They just said, we're going basketball trip money, please. And I said, sure, here's a 20. Um, another guy asked, hey, can we have some for our JV team? I said, uh, no, I don't have any more. I lied. Uh, but I said, you could split it. And he said, okay, thank you. I asked if they were good. They said, yes. They said they could dunk. Um, they looked like some athletic kids. They might've been on a basketball team. I don't know. Uh, the reason I don't know if they, they were lying to me or not is because a security guard came running around the corner of the shopping center I was at and said, you guys get out of here. And they ran away too. And so I think wow. I just lost $20. I'm you not, were hustled. Hope, you were hustled. I, I hope it goes to a basketball team and it pays for a trip. Maybe I, I don't think so based on what the security cards uh, intentions were of getting them off the premises. Um, but if you do see me on the street at, and you need money, no matter what your situation is, I'm probably going to give it to you. If you catch me off guard, I, you, you were You're fully hustled, nice dude. Your own good, man. I was hustled. I, I just, I guess you don't listen. You can especially catch him off guard. If he's at the water cooler of furrow field with a few, let's just say not water beverages in him. Then he'll just I, say, I, I caught hey, people off guard. I was Jack, charging Jack, people for that water. Jack Milton, if you're the kicker here, what, what, uh, what, what, what's your call? If you're the kicker here, what's your call? Always miss a shot up three. <laughs> Mookie! Kenny, you, you... <laughs> hey, hey, go sit up. Go back and sit up. Half's not over. Half's not over. I Where just are you really, going? I really want us to keep bringing some, this up. And some hopefully listener is like, wait, that was, that's that guy. He's that guy. You're going to be that uh, guy forever. I wasn't there. I didn't go to the game. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You weren't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dirty bird of the there. weekend. My dirty bird of the weekend. War damn Eagle. Don't have, don't tweet. Uh, why are they, the, why do they say war Eagle? They won't like that uh, question. Especially right now. The Auburn Tigers. Had a great chance to finish seven and five, following up a loss to with to New Mexico State by twenty one, with a victory over Alabama. That's just how Jordan Hare rolls. Um, and they had a fourth and goal from the thirty two. Everybody's seen it by now. Milrow runs the play call. They call Grave Digger. Grave That's digger. super cool, and just a dime. I'm. T- I'll tell you what I. Like, logic says Georgia's going to roll Bama this weekend. God might be smiling on his Crimson Tide, though. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That was, like, divine intervention. That was kick six redemption. So, um, that was super cool. Uh, but Auburn is dirty bird for not closing that one out. Didn't you say earlier that um... – Alabama is going to lose no matter what. Like you, you were just sold. Yeah, wait a minute. Win this game. Pretty sure, but the only way um, it would not go that way is if God is true. Alabama wins. Is if God is smiling <laughs> on his crimson tide, and it's really just Nick Saban's ear. Jaden Milrow said, "Give me the Heisman." Um, he did. I'm not going to give it to you, mm-hmm. but I also don't have a say. Yeah. But Jaden Daniels had a good good year. Jaden Daniels should win the Heisman. Uh, yeah this this was a this was a wild game. Um, fun fact, they that uh, play that set them up to throw that pass should have been negated for a penalty for disconcerting signals when Alabama um, mishandled the snap. Auburn's safety comes running up to the center and claps, um, which caused the center to snap it too early. 
um, and Jaden and Jalen Milrow fell on it, and then they. Where still have I win. seen that before? Yeah, disconcerting signals has taken over. Uh, college Not football. even just that the snap part. Anyway. Oh, and the bad snapping. Yeah, yeah. What's your um, dirty bird, Norton? Yeah, that was poor. No, I was gonna say too quick. Like this, I, the game was just a wild ending. Um, it was, and I think I think Alabama is going to win against Georgia. I stand by that. My dirty bird of the week goes to the Falcons of Air Force. Um, this was a team high flying, gunning for that spot um, as the best, you know, Group of Five team in the country, and they their form fell off a cliff so much so that they couldn't even get into a three way tie for the Mountain West. Um, which had to result in the Mountain West going to a computer to decide who would play in its championship game between Boise State, San Jose State, and UNLV. They ultimately went uh, with Bush Hamden's Broncos uh, against the former Mizzou coach Barry Odom's running Rebels. So we got a lot of Mizzou ties in the Mountain West championship game. But Air Force, my goodness, what a fall off. Um, you know, losing to, to Army, Hawaii, UNLV, and then Boise State. Back to back to back to back games. Come on, Falcons. Couldn't even get a three-way tie. Also, I just wanted to bring up the chaos factor of they had, they had to go to a computer to decide who would uh, play in the Mountain West Championship. Uh, but Air Force, disappointing end to the uh, to the season. Still, I think, finished as the best uh, armed forces team amongst the, the squadron of them. I mean, they did lose. They lost to Army, though. They did. It's true. So who's the real winners? How many times do you see a head coach get fired and then that team makes their conference championship game? Yeah, that's incredible. Weirdest like, thing at, at, at Boise State, man. It's Andy uh, Avalos was the, the head coach uh, who, who got canned. And then you make the conference game. I, I mean, I think about it like another guy like Dino Babers at Syracuse gets fired. And then Syracuse makes a bowl game like a, a couple games after. And I know they yeah, said something at the end of the season. You need to win seven plus games or you know, we're not going anywhere with you. And they make a bowl game, and he tweeted out something very nice. You know, I'm rooting for these guys, and I'm going to watch that game. I watched this one, but this guy, this guy's team made it to the conference title game, and he's not there. But um, one thing I will say uh, about the UNLV side is that Barry wasn't just the Mizzou coach; he's a true son. Uh, I don't know if I mean a lot of older people might remember that he played at Mizzou, um, so there is that title. I love Mizzou. What? Is that good? Is that good? The Boise yeah, State Boise State coaching vacancy. Kirby Moore, keep an eye. I hope. Yeah, not. yeah. Keep probably got to keep an eye on Kirby Moore for a lot of those Mountain West vacancies. But no, no, no. Not. Kirby Moore, you you don't want guys. Kirby Moore. Kirby Moore sucks. He likes to call QB draws in yeah. in goal to goal situations. Mizzou will live with it for four years. Okay, we'll. This take team that is all players. Everybody, it's not. Coaching. You don't want Blake yeah. Baker, anyways. Did you no, see the nope. LSU game? You don't want Blake Baker at all, Tulane. Couldn't stop him. Yeah, Tulane when Willie Fritz goes please. somewhere. Please U of gosh. H. Okay. Um, uh, you know what time it is. Oh, my God. What's that sound? Kenny. 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 What time is it? Kenny. Kenny. What time is it? It's fraud o'clock. It's fraud o'clock. We're going down to Houston, Texas, for the first number five on the fraud rankings. The Jacksonville fraud wires. I don't want to hear it. The Jacksonville won this game. They covered the spread. They're frauds. They barely beat the Houston Texans. They needed a doink. They needed the referees. Did you see the jerseys at the end of the game? Trevor Lawrence holding up the zebra stripes. 
frauds. Just wait, fraud Trevor Lawrence ball. looks like one of those Easter DJ Island head Froud. guys. Fraud, fraud, fraud. Trevor Froudence. We're going to Atlanta for this next one. Coming in at number four, the Falcons running away with a 24 to 15 win over the New Orleans Aints. Derek Carr, 340 oh. yards and an interception. Desmond Ritter outplayed him. Not really. 168 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Desmond Ritter's fraud Alkins oh. are now five and six. And at the they top. Lead the NFC South. Yeah, South. I think the I think the whole NFC South might be frauds, Kenny. Just Can't be frauds right. when you suck. Coming in at number three, and this was an easy one. I don't care who your quarterback is when you got a defense like the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. We talked about the this Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson, 13 completions, only 34 yards and a touchdown. Still put up 29 Ooh, points. Hooks. Is Sean Payton coach of the year? Oh. Broncos are now he's six Mr. and five. He's Mr. Kenny Payton, say it with me. He's Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. Unlimited fraud. Limit fraud. Browns fraud. They won. Best defense in football. <laughs> fraud. Number two in the fraud rankings, and this one was easy. It's so easy Fuller's. that my hands are shrinking. My hands are shrinking. Kenny Pickett. They rallied. They rallied behind Matt Canada's firing. Still pulled off a win, but barely against Jake Browning and the Cleveland. <laughs> sorry, in the Cincinnati Bengals. Cleveland Bengals. Uh, Cleveland Kenny, you Bengals. might be a fraud, Kenny. Fraud. I don't know your teams. So got to call fraud. the Steelers frauds. And at number one, everyone knows this. If you were on Thanksgiving and you're a Detroit fan, oh, don't fraud. look at the moon. Never they look they at the moon. They lost to the moon. The they lost gibbets. to the moon. Jordan waxing Love. Promise. 268 yards, three touchdowns. Happy oh. Thanksgiving, says the Utah State quarterback. 29-22. to 22. The Lions. Are losers and frauds. Don't look Derek now, Hall. Green Bay, in the hunt. Is Jordan Derek Love the Hall, answer? You may have quite the attractive wife, but you can't stop turning the football over. Fraud. Speaks the truth, problem. I guess. Yeah. Good fraud rankings. Uh, ratio slash joke slash bonk slash community note of the weekend. Kenny. Or Peyton. Right, I don't know. I'll take whoever. it. Um, Cole here. Oh my god. Here. Here. Oh, oh, I didn't want it. You are a fraud. Start that again. Fraud. Number six. <laughs> Kenny Van Fraud. Cole here. More like Cole Fraud. Fraud. Sorry, Kenny. Man, you know, I, I this is why I wrote next to it. I didn't want to say it. I'm he still doing it. 590 the Cole. He's always on. Only has 309 followers on X. Um, from Columbus, Ohio, moved to St. Louis. Don't see this person. I don't see Cole's uh, affiliation for college, but quote tweeting Brett Sarver. Shout out Brett Sarver. Uh, we love Danger Brett Sarver game. on the, on X. Yeah, danger dangerous game. Brett Sarver has an army behind him. Mizzou we fans have Sarver have one good season in how many years and forget how to act after Brett Sarver was you know posting some things about how Mizzou could uh, make it into the college football playoff. Of course, uh, a little bit of a joke there from Brett Sarver. Uh, Twenty nine replies, five quotes. And four likes. Uh, I can't look at the likes through my computer, uh, but I am hoping those are trolls or just Kansas and Illinois fans after great seasons from their respective teams. Um, but Cole here, uh, you live in St. Louis, man. Um, you suck, dude. I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't get what you're trying to get out here. But uh, you got ratioed. Shout out Justin Bear, the sponsor. 
and the submittee. Main Submittee? Submittee. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> Submitter, I guess, is the correct term. Contributor? Lead contributor? He submitted it, so he's a, a submitter. I have a joke of the That's day not what from you said. our favorite TV series, The Today Show, if we want. Oh. Uh, guys, <laughs> what happens? What happens when... Can I make him turn his camera, can I make him turn his camera back on? When hot, what happens oh, when well, doctors get frustrated, Nolton? What happens when doctors get frustrated? They seek medical advice from other doctors. Close, but not actually. Um, they lose their patience. <laughs> oh, the Today Show. The Today Show doesn't miss, man. It keeps on giving. What do they oh. give, give him an Emmy for that? No, Emmy, oh Oscar. What, what do they do for VMA? What do they do for TV shows? What's the oh, TV I don't know, awards? man. Uh, I'm not up to date with my uh, award shows. I just know that the character arc Al Roker and Hoda have had. Yeah, oh, Al Roker. I mean, who, what plays, who, plays, who plays him again? Michael, Al Roker. Michael, Ke- Michael Keaton? Is that who that is? The Birdman? I couldn't try to think of an older actor. Great sitcom. All right. Uh, we'll end the show. Um, hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back Friday. Kenny might have a guest for us. I don't know. That's that's news to us, just as it is to you viewers. Um, <laughs> Kenny just said it. <laughs> I'm not quoting that. Uh, never mind. Um, we're ending the show. I'm getting all thrown off my rhythm. Um, we'll be back Friday. Uh, I mean, we might see if Ben can come back on to talk a little more Mizzou men's basketball too after um, the pit game. Um, but with that, everyone enjoy your week. Maybe go troll some old Miss fans. I don't know. Do what you got to do to to advocate for Mizzou getting this New Year's Six Bowl. We're going to keep talking about it. Um, and we'll figure out a plan for Sunday too since Mizzou doesn't have a, a game. Maybe we'll just talk about the championships. Who knows? Um, and obviously, we'll the main we'll have will both, be, both selections are next sunday so we'll have that's that. true so we'll have that'll that'll be the lead so we'll find out on sunday but we'll have a show friday first um hope everyone enjoyed that very discombobulated outro this has been the unwritten rule presented oh there he is kenny any final words what are you what are you doing you're muted he's muted he ruined his whole bit <laughs> <laughs> you want to get nuts let's get nuts that's what uh michael keaton said in what <laughs> batman yeah, the yeah. '90s Batman. You're exposing how young you are, Peyton. You weren't born in the '90s like Kenny and I. Um, anyway, we're gonna end the show on that note. This has been the Unwritten Rule presented. <laughs> Goodbye. See you on Friday.